Welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast, where we explore the detail of what it really takes to achieve great success in the business of property developments and investments. Now let's get into this week's episode. Well, good evening and a very warm welcome to a very special webinar, a Christmas webinar by Ecker Academy and a very warm welcome, uh, Nigel Green. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thanks, Mark. I'm very well. How are you today? Had a good one? Yeah, all good, all good. And uh, we're going to be talking about one of our favourite subjects and and one of the essentials in in life, really, uh, how to generate and increase cash flow. That's a lovely word, isn't it? It is, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's key to what we do, really, isn't it? So I I think it's going to be a great session and, uh, you know, really looking forward to sharing our thoughts, experiences and um, good, bad or indifferent, you know, with uh, with the listeners. Yeah. And as always, you're going to get the nitty gritty from Nigel and I. We've been in business for 30 odd years. So um, you've seen the cycling of businesses as they go through their growth phases, maturing phases, startup phase, right the way through to uh, sell and exit phase. So we'll share some of that with you um, throughout the course of, uh, of this evening. And around about 45 minutes, something like that. Um, hopefully give you as much content as we can. Lots of golden nuggets. And the timing's really important. I don't know about you all, but what we like to do is spend some quality time with our family over Christmas. But we do spend a bit of time to reflect, reflect and contrast on 2021 and what a what a challenge that's been in some areas. And then the opportunities that await us in 2022. So I think the timing, Nigel, is just about right, isn't it? I think it is. I think it is, Mark. And, you know, you know, we've got our schedule reviews next week, haven't we? You know, just that kind of week before Christmas. And uh, and then at least we can go into, into the festivities and, and more importantly, into 2022 with an absolute clear vision of what we want to achieve. So yeah. uh, you know, looking forward to next week. Good stuff. Right. So a bit, uh, bit of protocol. Um, if you want to chat, go in the chat box. Um, but we're not going to be answering questions from the chat box. You need to be in the Q&A. If so if you've got any questions, we'll have some time at the end. You must ask the questions in the Q&A. Chat in the chat box, Q&A in the Q&A box. <laughs> um, okay, right. Let's make a start. Well, what a week of change. Um, and you know, this phrase, I think, is very apt. You either embrace change or you can be ruled and consumed by it. Um, and you know what changes have we had you know this week? Well, today, Nigel, interest rates gone up from 0.1 to 0.25 percent. Absolutely, first you know, time in three years. Yeah, yeah, and that you know that's going to have some impact, isn't it? And it's understanding what that uh, that will do um, for us against us. Um, but there's there's been quite a few other things going on this week as well. Really starting from the weekend, not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's an image there of of Nicholas Latifi. Um, well, everyone thought um, Mr. Sir Lewis Hamilton. There's another change. Yes. Sir Lewis Hamilton was home and hosed, but uh, it wasn't <laughs> to be, was it? No, no. It's, a, it's such a shame, but it just shows you, doesn't it? You know, we were, I think we were all kind of rocking in our, our sofas there thinking, well, this is, this is it. I'll probably put the kettle on. And, you know, within an instant, the whole thing changed, didn't it? And, gosh, what a year it was. And... You know, but it just shows you, though, in life, you've got to have eyes in the back of your head, haven't you? You know, of uh, what's coming and uh, just be anticipating, 
you know, anticipating and simulating and doing all those good things just to make sure you've you've got all the bases covered, you know, as you as you move forward into your various strategies. And you know, unfortunately, the weekend and and Lewis and Mercedes, well, Mercedes obviously had a success, but from the drivers' championship point of view, it was um, a bit of a turnaround, to say the least. Yeah, Christian Horner got his. Got his ten laps from the end wish of uh, God. We need a miracle now, and he, uh, he he duly did. But um, as you say, you know that tenacity, uh, change, being aware, they took risks, didn't they? Um, they had nothing to lose. They took risks. But I, I think what we'd have to say is uh, two very worthy champions. Um, right. I mean, both fantastic season. So look, I mean, that's just a piece on change. Change happening all the time. In fact, Nigel. Almost 21 years to the day, we started a brand new business, didn't we? And we, as the it was the board, put in a six-figure investment sum, a startup business. And maybe, uh, maybe you can recall what happened a few months uh, after we started the business. Yes. So yeah. So it was an interesting time to say the least. So kind uh, kind of came out of a big you know, global um, operator. Um, there was having a few issues, I have to say, but um, we got tempted out, let's say, by a, a UK PLC um, to set up a, a business that was very complementary to the sector that we were in, which at the time was uh, infrastructure, telecoms and, and the like. So, um, you know, we were been working for some major, major companies and, and one particular one, um, you know, we, we'd kind of lined up a lot of business with them. Potentially, they were saying, "You know, you know, if you guys move away, we'll we'll absolutely send the business your way." So it's just fantastic, and it market didn't it feature in our business plan? I think it was line number one, wasn't it? And yep. you know, I won't mention any names, but that that particular um, party was number one. You know, generating significant um, revenue or a significant revenue line year on year. And and then we'd sort of build business, you know, build workload from from other parties, and um, yeah, we 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 jumped, we jumped ship, Mark, didn't we? And and um, probably within a period of two three months, unfortunately, that big 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 operator uh, they went into Chapter Eleven, and um, in the states, all went to kind of hell in a handcart, and you know, and that was it. And that big line that we'd anticipated just evaporated in seemingly overnight. You know, it was quite a moment, wasn't it? Yeah, I think most people remember it as the dot-com bust. That's and it. We rode the dot-com boom, but the bust happened. And then you have to really become, you know, the greatest resource is resourcefulness, as they say. And we, we certainly had to be resourceful. And, well, we sold that business. It was turning over about 70 million when we sold it. Um, six years later, so uh, it just shows digging deep, having that tenacity. Um, that was uh, an example of change for us 21 years ago, mate. Blimey, where does time go? Hello. Talking about time, what are we going to do with our valuable time this this evening? Well, we can be talking about your journey, your ambition, and how that affects your freedom, your personal economy. And this is our view of, of it. You know, we've pretty seasoned in business and life. We've got eight children between between us, um, and we're just going to reflect on our personal economy, costs, cash flow, tax efficiency, planning, investability. You'll need funds to possibly grow your business, the importance of your time, 
circulate some ideas, get those juices flowing before you um, before you head off for Christmas and uh, and the future as well. So let's uh, let's have a look and see uh, see where we go with this. You're going to see a theme emerging. Uh, you know, our passion for that high performance culture, Formula One. Um, you know, just uh, just wonderful. So um, let's have a look at this. So freedom. We hear financial freedom and uh, lots of comments about freedom. To us, real freedom starts with knowing who you are and what your model is. You know, that weight lifted off your shoulders when you've got absolute clarity of your strategy that's right for you. You're not following somebody else. You know, this is leadership room 101. You're, you're, you're very clear, crystal clear. And once you've got that clear strategy, you've got that roadmap ahead of you, all your scarce resources are then focused and galvanized into ensuring that action is absolutely concluded. And that to us is, is real freedom. Nigel, I, I, I remember um, when we left corporate life, um, decided around about nine, 10, 11 months before the day I actually left, I decided, okay, right, I'm out of here. Didn't know how, didn't quite know when, but I'm out of here. And that point of knowing that it was a mindset shift, really. The um, My company was now working, my employer was now working for me to fund my exit. Still worked just as hard, probably even harder. Took us nine months to exit, didn't it? But that psychological shift of had a very clear deadline, we, we agreed a, um, a fixed date to merge and, and sell and various things within the in the business and then exit. And the weight came, certainly, uh, certainly for me, the weight seemed to come off my shoulders the moment I made the decision, even before we negotiated our exit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that's, it's that mindset shift, isn't it? It is. It is. And, you know, and we both come from a project kind of background, haven't we? You know, where you... You know, you have a project, it's got a defined scope and probably a defined timeline as well. And, you know, it has to has to meet the, you know, that deadline with a certain quality. You know, it's got to it's got to come within the budget, all these sort of things. And the exit was very much like that, wasn't it? You know, we defined that period. We knew exactly what we needed to do. And we literally tracked. It was almost felt like every day, really. Every day was one step closer to that to that exit from the corporate world. But that that just set us in, you know, the right position of the new business, you know, ready to take off at the point, you know, we exited, opposed to exiting and then going right. What next? You know, we'd planned that. There was that that forethought, that that plan, that you know, even from a cash flow point of view, you know, we'd, we'd even looked at that point. So we're in good shape to go. And uh, and not be at the starting point. We were sort of we were at the starting point, a little bit in the other direction, you know, for a few exactly. minutes. Yeah, clear, calculated decision making. We didn't jump out the corporate jet and decide then to put a parachute on, did we? We designed the parachute yeah. and had the good sense to put it on before we, uh, well, before we we left. And and the ability to do that when they've got that real freedom of mind, your clarity of vision. It brings about that confidence, and that confidence is a very attractive quality to those around you. They understand why. Um, the amount of comments we we got, you know, well, you're leaving. Well, where are you going? Uh, we're not. We're, we're doing our own family, multi generational business creation. 
And, uh, you know, how many coffees did we get off the back of that? You know, people just, well, maybe I could do that. You know, that sounds interesting. So it creates that focus, the ability to then apply the right right resources with a, a clear timeline. But it was very much a move. We were highly remunerated in corporate life, um, very well taken care of in our executive careers and worked damn hard for it. You know, we uh, we cut us in half, we'd bleed the company. Um, but that was still a very non-resilient income. We, we had one uh, remuneration package. Um, so we moved from that subservience through to mastery of our own destiny. And I, I think you know, I did my degree in construction back in 88 to 92. I think if I had my time again, I would, uh, I'm very grateful for the experiences I've had. But if I could do a, a degree in my personal economy, um, way back when, you know, I, I think things would have been a little bit different a whole lot earlier. So, um, And we do like a good quote. Time is of the essence here. I love this quote. Life is not a journey to the grave with the goal of arriving safely in a prettily preserved body, but rather to skid in sideways in a shower of gravel and party shards, thoroughly used, utterly exhausted, and loudly proclaiming, oh, me, that was brilliant. And I'd love to shake the hand of the person who created that, but uh, I can't find them. But, um, yeah, brilliant. And, you know, your time's so important. Spend with your loved ones, having fun, enjoyment. And uh, some, of the, uh, some of the suggestions and pointers and tips that we'll cover this evening, uh, I sincerely trust will help you take that next step so you can skid in sidewards with your shower of gravel and your party shards as well, because that's what it's about. Life's... Life's there for living. Mm, definitely. So let's start with some, I say basics, but it took a long time for, for certainly me to, um, to create some of these basics in my life and, and refine them. It's about evolution. Know your economic equation. The economic equation that works for you, your family, your loved ones, hugely important. In ECRA Academy, we call that economic equation. And that generally consists of earn, protect, invest, recycle, earn, protect, invest. And they're the, the principles there. You need that guiding light. You can't just follow others. You'll be disappearing into, into the haze and the gloom. You know, use them as navigating lights and, and certainly take inspiration. Um, but don't follow somebody else. They're probably going in the wrong direction. They've got a completely different uh, approach to life, completely different goals. But you know, absorb with humility, but take your own direction and become an absolute pioneer and, and mastery of your own destiny. Um, we know how difficult it can be, but actually the basics are very easy to, to master. And we're going to show you some of those throughout the course of this evening. Here's a, here's a gentleman, Mr. Kimi Raikkonen. He knows what he's about, confident in his own ability. I love this quote. Just leave me alone. I know what I do. Now, there's an air of confidence there. It might come across as arrogance, but Kimmy loves racing, absolutely loves it, but he doesn't enjoy the pomp and circumstance of Formula One. So he's a guy, he just knows his equation, knows what he's about, wants to be with his family and friends, and couldn't care less for the rest of the circus. So uh, a great example on the theme of, uh, of Formula One today. So creating shared value. Um, 
might seem a bit of a strange place to start, but all of our businesses, we've been involved in environmental, social governance, ESG for the uh, best part of 18 years now. And right at the heart of every single business we've ever set up has been about creating shared value. It's an epitome of what we're about, part of our value system. Um, and if you understand your values, generally you'll find people are attracted, supply chain, partners, uh, investors, council, they all have a very similar ethos. Let's have a look at some of these key parts of, of what creating shared value. Well, shared value to ourselves, to our team, to our stakeholders, to our funders and to our private investors. They've always been crucial, whether it's property-related or non-property-related. You know, investor relations are, are crucial. Our banks are, are fundamental as well to, to many of the businesses that we run. Not, not all, but, but many of them. Uh, vendors, agents, tenants, for those of you involved in, in property. You know, think of the angles where you're adding value there. We've recently uh, uh, completed a 26,000 square feet um, office, commercial office conversion to 53 units. And we took out almost 2,000 hypodermic needle, needles, Nigel, didn't we, in that, in that property? And it's surrounded by houses. Mm, I know. And, you know, and, and absolutely. I mean, we got the specialist in there. They, they removed them. And there was all sorts of things that we probably want, want to go in on this, on this call. But, you know, we cleaned the place up. But that's all well and good. And we probably pat ourselves on the back for that. But we've kind of displaced that that problem somewhere else potentially mm-hmm. you know and it's it's just it's just making sure there is that ability within a business to displace and you know we we actively invest in um you know some businesses that you know positively get people off the streets as well so that's kind of our offset isn't it but you know the people in that location that you know were and there was houses all around mark wasn't there you know there was the, the normal three bed kind of terrace houses around you know, they were just looking at that every single day of, of people coming and going. And, you know, and now they're they're looking at, um, you know, 53 lovely apartments and, you know, people coming and going in a different way. Yeah. So, and you know. To enhance the, uh, the the market value of their properties as well. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll probably get a Christmas card, but. Um, we will one day. <laughs> um, the contracting supply chain, absolutely key. Key to us, we look after them during the pandemic. We've gone down to fortnightly valuations in some cases, as opposed to monthly, just to keep liquidity flowing. Um, working with our banking partners to achieve that, you know, it's the right thing to do, and it's creating assured outcomes. Got a great professional team. Um, we use them very frequently. They know what we're about. They know our values. Um, and finally, that social impact and the local neighbourhood that uh, that Nigel mentioned. We're creating communities, so that's a key part. Of that creating shared values, CSV. You know, it's a momentum that is a real powerhouse within our organisation. Now, there's an inspirational quote. <laughs> Over to you, Nigel. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't actually know where I got this um, this thought from, but it's it's something that sat really close to my heart for many years. I mean, I, I got into property but probably about 23 years ago now. And, um, you know, what I, what I learned very quickly was that, you know, the ability to save a pound, um, you know, quickly is a lot easier than trying to earn a pound. And, 
and you, you're not really, I mean, to, to save a pound, you know, you, you think how much you've got to earn because depending where the source of that money is, you know, if it's a hundred pounds, you know, we've, we've gone through our, our, our kind of um, our sheet, you know, that we have every month and looking at all our costs and we've managed to save a hundred pound, but that, that's all well and good. And that's great. But just think of the, the amount of money you've had to earn to save that. And if it's come initially into a business, you know, there's corporation tax at 19% and going up, you know, that may have then been distributed via a salary um, or a payroll system. So, you know, you could be up to into the 40, 50% tax on top of that. And, you know, what's left is £100. So you can imagine what the starting point could be. So, yeah, my, my view, Mark, is, you know, it's much easier to save that pound than actually to earn it. Um, I think I think earning and saving have to have equal effort, absolutely. But um, you know, for sure, be efficient. Uh, but this isn't about changing your lifestyle. This is just about being efficient and and just having a look at you know some of the things that you could possibly uh, reduce your monthly costs on. And I think we've got some good examples here. Yeah, let's uh, let's, let's have a look at that. So that monthly review of of your personal and business costs. We do that monthly. We do it religiously, sometimes more often than that, don't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's um, it's one of those things. I, I think we've all got our, our spreadsheets, haven't we? And, you know, I think mine kind of pops up probably every day, every other day, every week. Um, as things uh, evolve, happen, opportunities come around, things expire, you know, there's always a reflection onto that sheet and just really with the aim of, as I say, it's not to reduce lifestyle, it's just to be more efficient and avoid avoid the leakage, the leakage of inefficiency, I think, out of your, out of your personal economy. Definitely, definitely. And uh, we challenge tradition. I, I don't think we belong to a, a conformist uh, <laughs> uh, community at all and we didn't want to create that when we created you know, ECRA Academy and, and Property Developers and Investors uh, Facebook group. Um, wanted to create that challenge. We're all challenging each other, not aggressively, but we're challenged because we all want to grow and we can all bring a sense of contribution to the table um, to be considered. Tax efficiency, we're going to come on to tax efficiency, hugely important. And preserving the post-tax pound. How important is that? We, when we're looking at the funds that we have, if they are funds that have been taxed, let's say salary, it's already been taxed at whatever prevailing rate, um, we want to spend as little of that as possible. So we're looking at as many metrics as we can on, you know, how do we transfer costs rather than paying for them in after-tax pounds? Can we pay for them in pre-tax pounds? I.e., can they be a company cost? Now, we spend a lot of time with, with Chris, our accountant. I think he has to have a, a cold flannel on his head after he's had two or three hours with, with us, Nigel, but a pretty thorough in-depth review on a, on a quarterly basis, looking at strategy, tactics, the detail, um, and looking at how we can possibly move costs that we're spending ourselves into uh, the company environment. And, yeah, basic costs maybe group car leases or or mobile phones are just some of the examples but we go a lot deeper than that don't we yeah we do and you know this all these you know these thoughts ideas this is what we've done this is when we left that corporate environment there was a realization that we've got to be 
very, very efficient in what we do. Um, stop the leakage, you know, stop the leakage in, in, in money and, you know, look at the opportunities. This is no way about getting any close to the grey areas. This is all about staying within the parallel lines of HMRC as they've set them and, and just understanding them very, very clearly. And this is where, you know, Mark mentioned our accountant, uh, Chris, we have regular re- reviews with him. He, he's fully up to speed in terms of uh, legislation and what you can and what you certainly can't do. And uh, you know, we push him, we push him, but he keeps us he keeps us safe, keeps us compliant. But it, just little things, Mark, like um, you know, um, mobile phones. You've mentioned that. You know, if you're paying them in post tax pounds, you know, is there a way you can get your company to pay for your mobile phone? You know, IT equipment, um, cars you've mentioned, life life protection and cover, uh, health cover as well. You know, could that all all those costs that, you know, when we're in our corporate bubble, we tend to just sometimes the, you know, the employer covers some of those costs. But generally, you know, we'll be just paying out after we've paid all those those taxes, um, you know, out to HMRC. So, you know, could that be taken into consideration as part of your your company expense and to boot it becomes a benefit to your company because as you're building the costs up in your company you know it won't be lost on any of any of us that your profits reduce and therefore your corporation tax bill on that profit also reduces so not in terms of percentage but in terms of money um you know it will reduce as well so it's it's helping both sides of the the equation to you know, not reduce your lifestyle and not reduce what you want to achieve in life, but it's just making you more efficient. Yeah. Getting the VAT back as well. I think you made a really good point um, a few weeks ago, and I'll put it on these slides tonight. You know, it is, we, we do see a number of people who, who maybe come to us uh, for some support suffering from a bit of overwhelm, don't we? We do. We do. And, you know, the, the subject matter is quite big, isn't it, Mark? You know, it's quite a big subject to kind of get into your head and move forward with. And, and what we, you know, what we teach people and what we urge people to do um, and what we've done ourselves um, is compartmentalise. So as an example, you know, if if there's a an efficiency requirement, um, you know, we started and, you know, I, I mentioned I started kind of 22 years ago in this, but my, I remember my first compartmentalized project was to, to find a way of covering the cost of my mortgage. Okay. So that became the project. It had a defined period. It had a defined amount that I needed to achieve and, and off we went. And, you know, my method of you know finding an asset base that could then contribute be it in a small way or a large way or whatever it was to that mortgage payment at the time was my it was kind of my my economic world really at that point i needed to find a way you know to get something that would pay my mortgage and that became the compartmentalization piece and i think we'll probably go into more of the the nitty-gritty of that a bit later on yeah so we we use something called a personal wealth dashboard it's it's our it's our pit wall if you like and we've got all the telemetry of what we need now that's that's formula one language of course but that sounds complex and sophisticated it really isn't and you know if you take away nothing else from this evening take this away you know get yourself a password protected spreadsheet and each tab has a certain part of your wealth economy 
It could be your salary, your dividends. It could be your utility bills. You've got all your meter readings, your account numbers. Your you just got everything in one place. Um, you know, we we have collections of various things, so we'll put uh, put our collections in there. Um, our cars, our details, when the MOT is up for renewal. You imagine one point where you've got all this data there. Mm. Um, portfolios, if you're doing stocks and shares, whatever, all in one place. A personal wealth dashboard, what your economic equation looks like, your structure, your companies, what percentage you own in what companies, directorships, um, when year-end start and finish. All this information just becomes your Bible. It does. It does very much so. And, and as I say, reflected on as and when required. And that there's lots of there's a lot of third parties as you, I mean, our thing is business and property for sure. Um, but as you navigate through that journey, there's there's a lot of third parties that will ask you lots of questions along that journey. Let's say you might be refinancing one of your buy-to-lets or something like that, you know, and as part of the application, they they want a full drill down of your assets and liabilities, income and expenditure. And my God, the enormity of that, if there is if that isn't prepared, is would just be phenomenal. But you know, to have again these things, you can't build overnight, and you have to kind of start tomorrow. You know, to start to build it. But to have an assets and liabilities tab that is constantly evolving as you're changing certain things within different tabs, what a wonderful thing to have! Can we have Yali? They call it the Yali. Can we have Yali? Of course you can. You know, two minutes. I'm straight onto the email, gone. You know, and that—that that is where you—you you feel. I think you feel quite liberated in the fact that you're in control of your finances at that point. And uh, it starts with a basic spreadsheet. Definitely, definitely been a game changer for so many people that in our in our community. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you would like more inspiration, why not join our Facebook group? property developers and investors or visit our website www.equaacademy.co.uk